from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, as well as on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now dt. All of it is inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, and we're hanging out here this morning with a trio of Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball alumni. You just heard from Hal Cohen, and now it is time to hear from Josh Pace. And not only simply Josh Pace, the man who was on the 2003 National Championship team, Josh Pace, the one who perfected the floater in the lane, Josh Pace, in my opinion. That's how I remember it. It's a left-handed floater, and, and sometimes both hands. So uh, Josh, uh, just uh, an incredible part of Syracuse history. And uh, even more than, than all of that has been incredible to me uh, coming here on the show, always finding time for me over the years, which I greatly uh, appreciate and can't even uh, extend it, you know, how much gratitude that means to me. So with that being said, we have Josh here on the show with us. Josh, how are you doing today? Pretty good. I can't complain at all. So, uh, there's a lot going on, obviously, right now with the with coronavirus, but other than that, I can't complain. Yeah, you know, and you and I were talking about it off the air. I mean, this is crazy, you know, to, to hear. I mean, you think about this because you played in the NCAA tournament, obviously. You won a national championship. When you hear that fans are not going to be in the stands, that, that these, you know, NCAA tournament games, if they go on and they actually happen, they're not going to be played in front of anybody except for, you know, team personnel and maybe some media and potentially some family members. To, to, you know, what is your thought about, you know, watching an, an NCAA tournament game and seeing an empty stadium? Well, it'll, be very, it'll be very different than anything that we've seen when it comes to watching uh, basketball, college basketball, and um, obviously the NCAA. Uh, this time, the March Madness is, and the, and the conference tournaments is a really big deal. It's a really big part of uh, sports culture, and obviously us, Syracuse uh, basketball, is a really big part of our culture because we're always – uh, preparing to, to go to the tournament and to make a run in the conference tournament regardless of uh, if we're doing really well in the season or if we've had ups and downs. This is a really important time for, for us. So um, it's interesting. It's interesting, but it makes sense due to what's going on. Obviously, we see um, how this uh, virus has kind of uh, made, had this effect and in other countries as well rather quickly. Um, so uh, everybody has to do what they have to do. And the NCAA seems like it's trying to figure out a way to, you know, keep the NCAA going, but um, to keep the tournament and everything going in terms of basketball right now, being that it's the season. Um, but uh, they also have to do what they have to do to protect everybody as well. Well, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, this has really happened quickly, Josh. And I know that, you know, you're obviously on the women's basketball side of things. I mean, how are you – how are you handling it? You know, you're, you're on a staff and, and with, you know, with a team that's, that you know, I mean, you're all kind of going through this and whether teams are playing in a tournament or not playing in a tournament, lost the games or still moving on and whatnot. I mean, how do you handle it as, as an assistant coach and as a member of a team? Because this is, I mean, this is like right in your wheelhouse. It's happening to, you know, people that are immediately affected. You're immediately affected by stuff like this. Well, we just tell our team to make sure that they're taking care of themselves. Um, 
keeping distance at right now, you know, with everything that's going on in the moment and what we've heard and what we know. Kind of keep your distance from everybody. Wash your hands. Um, try not to touch things. And when you do, you know, sanitize, use soap. Uh, still got to go to class, obviously. We, our spring break is coming up next week, so we only got a couple of days. And for the most part, everybody, um, you know, has went through their class schedule for the week. Um, so it's, it's pretty chill the next couple of days. And we're just telling everybody to keep clean, wash your hands, uh, you know, try to stay away from people as much as possible. You know, we don't need, you don't need to form big groups. And I think that's kind of the, the, the normal for everybody right now, which is obviously why we're here and, um, you know, having this conversation about fans not being in the stands. As you can see, NBA Council suspended their schedule for a while, I think a couple other sports. And um, we've, we've seen that a couple people have caught, well, not a couple people, a lot of people have actually, you know, got the, got the virus. But, um, you know, people that's on, that are in sports and that we see on TV, which is uh, obviously one of the reasons why they, they're making this quick change and making these quick actions. For Western New Mexico University, what's life like out there for you? I mean, you being the associate head coach on the team, uh, what what's it like at Western New Mexico University? I know you said you know you're kind of telling the players wash your hands, don't touch your face, that type of stuff. But uh, how are they handling it at the university, and how is the state of New Mexico responding to it right now? I think this, I think the state and the university have responded well. I mean, we've gotten our our uh, our cost emails and. Um, couple meetings about how to handle the situation and the students have had their meetings yeah. the athletic the athletic students and also the normal day-to-day students so um it hasn't been that many cases in new mexico so it's been a couple cases but not that many so i think for the most part i mean they're doing the best that they can do but obviously this is something that um wasn't expected and there's no uh there's no records or way to handle this this is the first time this has happened so i think to the best of our ability here and even in the states for the most part for the most part you know they're handling it the best way possible or the best way you could in this situation is this like kind of surreal to you and strange because like you said there's not really much going on in new mexico you know up here in central new york uh, thank god and hopefully it continues for the both of us not much going on up here uh, but in new york city you know it's getting you know there's a lot going on there's some quarantine neighborhoods and and whatnot in Seattle, they're telling you if you go out to a bar to not even rub shoulders with anybody. So, I mean, is is it surreal to you that we're hearing it and we're you know you know we're kind of paying attention to the news and whatnot, but it's it's not it's not happening in our area, thank God, and and hopefully it doesn't. But you know, just how do you handle that? The fact that it's like it's here, but it's it's in certain areas. In some places, it's like don't even go outside. And then with you and I, it's like, well, I'm going to go see a movie. You know, I'm going to go hang out at my restaurant. You know, we're just kind of status quo right now. Well, I think um, I, I think we have to the one the people that are in the situation to where it's not happening to them and their their area and their city or you know wherever they are is everything is okay. I think we need to make sure that we um, take it serious and take caution and do whatever do what we're hearing in the news to do the, the proper ways to you know. Not, not to, to to keep our areas to, to keep our areas safe and keep our areas the way it is. We need to take precaution and do everything that they're saying. Like I said, wash your hands, stay away from people if you can. I mean, it sounds crazy to say that, but it is what it is right now, and that, that's the way I think. Um, you know, you, you keep it, you keep your area like that. I mean, obviously you might have control over what's going to happen, but you can't control. It's something that I, I tell my players every day. You, you can't control what you can control, so that's the only thing you can do. Um, even talking to my family members and talking to my friends, even coaches on the coaching staff, you know, go to work. If you have to go to work, or if, you, if you need to be at work, 
know, you know what's going on, so you can't touch people. You got to keep your hands clean, wash, um, and come go home, relax. And, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a process for a while, but it is what it is. And, you know, we'll get used to the process. And, and hopefully, you know, once everything, um, we get more information and, you know, they start uh, give, taking more precautionary precautionary measures and um, get, get more uh, adapt to handling the situation, hopefully this won't last as long, you know, as people are thinking it's going to last. Well, that's the thing is, you know, we're resilient, you know, and I think that people in and of ourselves are, are resilient. And, you know, the, the one thing that kind of concerns me is I went to the grocery store yesterday, you know, and, and in my brain, I'm like, OK, you know, people are still acting. I mean, I'm looking at people they are still acting normal. You know, they're, they're not running into the store. I ran in because I was trying to get to my girlfriend's house for dinner. So, you know, I was like, I ran in to get some quick stuff. But, I you know, I go in there and. You know, there's people that are wearing their gloves so that they're not touching the cart. And, you know, and then I go to the I go to the section that has all the toilet paper. Why not? There's no toilet paper. There's two ladies talking about where to get Lysol. You know, oh, you're lucky you got Lysol. Where do you get it? You know, I mean, a, a week or two ago, there was no hand sanitizer that was visible. Then they told you you can only take three per customer. There was barely any napkins or paper towel left. It looked like Black Friday if Black Friday was a sale on paper products and cleaning. And I was just completely floored by that. So do you think that people are responding, you know, is this like a more of a mass hysteria? And is the media responsible for, for making people go a little bit crazy over this? Uh, I think it's the right response. Just because, um, like I said, like the, the best way to is it's to stay, you know, for the most part, as much as you can, stay away from people. You know, go home, keep your area clean. A lot of people have kids, so you gotta, you gotta at home. You know, some kids are still going to school, so you gotta keep your house clean. You gotta keep everything sanitized, and you know, if you get what you need to get, you know, obviously stuff is, you know, this is the, we weren't prepared for this. The grocery stores and the, and the places that have, you know, the, the, the toilet paper, uh, the, the sanitizer, all the disinfectants, the napkins, the paper towels. You know, they weren't, they didn't know this was gonna happen. So if they had a two or three months to prepare for it. I think, uh, you know, these places wouldn't be empty or wouldn't be running out of the, the things that we need. But you get what you need, you get home, and you try, you know, for the next however long this is going to take, you know, you go home, do what you got to do if you need to go out. But you, need, you get what you need and stay at home and, you know, stay away from people. I, I mean, it's, it sounds crazy, but at the end of the day, this is where we are. You know, we, we never know what's going to happen. And, you you know, you, you got to prepare. You got to protect your loved ones and your friends and, and, you know, everybody else as well by doing what you're supposed to do. Well, you know, we see speaking here with Josh Pace, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum and a 2003 national champion with the team. We're seeing some crazy things happening right now. The NBA has suspended their season after one of the Utah Jazz players had tested positive for it. Uh, as of this morning, all morning skates have been canceled today in the NHL. We've seen a bouncing ball effect here, uh, Josh. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, we we saw the response of the NHL, the MLB, the MLS and and uh, the NBA all you know come together Monday night and say, hey, you know this is the situation that we're in. We're going to restrict the media. They can't come in the locker room and clubhouses. And then you know the ACC put out an email, followed suit. And then the NBA said we're not going to play in front of fans. And then the ACC and the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and whatnot they followed suit. And now the NBA has suspended indefinitely, and the NHL are not allowing morning skates. And so, you know, I wonder what the ACC and other people are going to do. But as of right now, the commissioner said this morning for the ACC tournament, it'll go on as planned. 
pro teams are taking extreme measures. College seems to be doing exactly what they do, except for in this case with the ACC tournament, they're still going to play it, but they're not going to play it in front of fans. What's your overall take on this? Uh, I think, um, I think, like I said, the NCAA, uh, obviously this is a very important time of the year for them. And I think um, as long as they can, you know, keep, uh, as long as nothing happens in the near future, I think they can maintain this. But, I mean, as you can see, the pro games, uh, the NBA, NHL, they, they, they suspended the season. So, we, I would suggest, I would, in my opinion, we, we can't be surprised if uh, – you know that happens for the NCAA as well at some point in the in the future, especially if there's a case with a player or you know a fan or a staff or somebody. You know while these games are going on, so um, don't be surprised if you know it gets suspended as well. But um, right now, I think the NCAA is trying to do whatever they can to you know to to keep the games going, to keep the tournament going. It's an important time for them, obviously. And if you know no no more no more reported cases happen, no players get get the virus. I think you know. It's possible that, you know, we will make it to the tournament and get through the tournament, but don't be surprised if, you know, that happens with the NCAA tournament as well. You know, we we had a, a statement that came out from the Toronto Raptors that I want to read because the Raptors are a fantastic organization and uh, took the time to say this. The safety of our players, staff, fans, and the media who cover our team is paramount. Uh, while we are disappointed the NBA season's been suspended because of the COVID-19 global pandemic, which is the obviously the uh, the you know code for coronavirus. Uh, we completely support the league's decision. The Toronto Raptors played the Utah Jazz in Salt, Salt Lake City on Monday night, and as is usual during an NBA game, the players were in close physical contact. On Wednesday evening, testi- testing revealed that a Jazz player tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. Out of an abundance of caution, members of the Raptors' traveling party have been tested for the virus. We await those results. Our players, coaches, and traveling staff have all been advised to go into self-isolation for 14 days, which means minimizing contact in accordance with public health guidelines. Our team doctors remain in communication with infection control specialists and public health authorities, and we will continue to abide by their advice. Since returning from Utah on Tuesday morning, team members have made two public appearances. According to Toronto Public Health, Being in close contact with someone who does not have COVID-19 but was exposed to someone with COVID-19 does not constitute a risk for getting COVID-19 and does not require public health follow-up. People who have attended these events should continue to monitor their health, practice social distancing and hand washing, and contact the health professionals should they develop symptoms. The Raptors are very grateful to our community of fans, friends, and family for their support through through this season and for their understanding as we face this unprecedented situation together. We are talking about the NBA season not ending on the right time. We are talking about an XFL season that is in full swing for the first time ever that may be halted. We're talking about an NHL season that may not end on the right time. We're talking about March Madness, which may not happen at all. Josh, uh, did you ever think you'd be alive to see something like this in the sports world? Uh, well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because, in my opinion, every it seems like every four years it's something else like terms of uh some kind of new disease new disease or virus or something coronavirus you get coronavirus you got the, the ebola you know we had uh, a couple other things another four or eight years ago so um, these things are happening you never expect it to to go this far but then you look at uh, you know some of the things that you see in the tv and in the news um so the movies that they have that come out you know about outbreaks and stuff so maybe not to that level but i mean you always got to assume, you know, there's, you know, the world's always changing and 
know, people are growing up there with technology and everything. Like, you know, so you always got to expect other things like this to happen, but maybe not to this significance. Well, and the, and the thing is, too, you know, I, I was watching Designated Survivor, and, and this show came out. I mean, they made the show months and months ago, and yet I'm watching it, and they have, you know, a virus that, that was released and, you know, it was released a, and it's just like conspiracy stuff and all that, but it's, it's crazy because it's like when it was released and how it was released. And it's just, it's just crazy to think about this stuff. Do you ever look at any of that in this world and, and think about, you know, uh, you know, conspiracy or we see something in the movies, we see something on TV and then it happens. I mean, do you ever, do you ever kind of take a step back when that happens? Depending on how serious it is or like how, uh, you know, what level, you know, people are saying, or scientists are saying, or the people that you know know about this stuff are saying. But obviously, some of some of it is true. I don't think. Um, I think like the movies exaggerate certain stuff. Um, obviously, because they're movies. But uh, you know, some some people, scientists, they come out years before all this stuff happens, and you know, and says, you know, this could happen. This is going to happen. But um, you know, obviously, there's exaggeration to it. But this, I mean, this is a this is an example. You know that they do know that you know we're gonna we're gonna run into you know future future viruses and things that uh will affect our community and will affect our our world but um obviously you know once you know we we do a good job of realizing what's what's going on for the most part we've always done a good job of keeping it contained and getting the situation under control it's just you never know when these situations are going to arise yeah it's insane and and to get to this really quick here with josh pace of syracuse orange men's basketball history uh, syracuse is 4-0 this season when facing a team in the ACC that defeated them the first time around. They've defeated Virginia, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, and now North Carolina after losing to them the first time around this season. What does it say about where Syracuse is at, and how dangerous are they moving forward? Well, well now that I'm a coach, I've been coaching this the end of my fifth year coaching. I'm an associate head coach, so I've kind of moved up a little bit. I understand that even as a player playing professionally, you got to make adjustments, obviously, and it's important – especially in college at this time around to be playing your best basketball. So, you know, you go through a season, especially when you get in conference, you play against teams and you make your adjustment. You make your adjustment and coaches obviously done, done a good job of making his adjustments um, for these uh, for these teams in our conference. At the, at the right time, unfortunately, you know, um, things are going on in the world that, that you know, that could uh, make things a little bit more difficult for us. But, uh, you know, we'll see what's going on. We got a good test today against Louisville, obviously going to be a good game and um you know hopefully we come out on top do you do you feel something do you see something in this team i mean you know that when you guys won a national championship in 2003 there was not a lot of faith in you i do want to let everybody know that i was i was in uh, high school at the time i was a senior and i was one of two people who picked syracuse to win the national championship and i got made fun of for for the entire four or five weeks so i want to let you know that josh I got picked on, made fun of, and ridiculed for being a homer when I picked Syracuse to win the national championship the year that you did it. And then when you won, all the people that were picking on me and being hard on me, they're slapping hands, high-fiving, cheering in the in the hallways. I told them all to put their hands down, and I said, y'all pick Kentucky, you guys pick Duke, put your hands down. So it was, it was funny, but I do want to let you know, hand to God, I chose you guys back in 2003 because I did. And that was just, you know something that uh, that I stuck true to and, and I took all of that 
all of that, you know, nonsense that I'm sure you guys took as well. So do you see anything special in this year's team, knowing that your team was counted out back then too? Well, I mean, well, just responding on what you just said, if you know basketball and if you um really paying attention uh, to Syracuse basketball at that time, you would you would have realized people would have realized that uh, with the additions of, of Carmelo, if you know who, if, if you're paying attention to who he was and what he was doing, uh, Jerry McNamara, obviously, if he was paying attention to what he was doing, and then even the team that we had my freshman year before, we had Preston Schumper, who was a really really good player. Um, a few other players, but Preston was our leader. We had Quef Dwayne then too. We had uh, we had Jeremy McNeil, obviously. A couple other players, myself, Hakeem Ward, Billy Edelman. Yeah. Uh, we had a good team. I think we started off sixteen and zero or fifteen and zero or something like that. I think Coach had his. He had to step away from the team for a while, and you know we kind of got off track a little bit. And ended up uh, having a not so good second half of the season, but we had a really good team. We started off sixteen and zero. I think we were number five. Got got to number six or number five in the country or something like that that year. So um, we had some pieces that year. We had a really good team. You know, things happened. We ended up going to the NIT. But we returned, you know, a lot of our players from that team. Obviously, Quef was our senior. Me, Hakeem, Billy, um, uh, uh, Jeremy. We got we got Craig Forth. Um, and I, as I said before, Carmelo and G-Mac. We, were, we had a good team uh, going, coming, going into that year. And um, obviously, once Melo, G-Mac, uh, Matt Gorman, everybody got on campus, we got in the gym and played with each other. We knew. Uh, that we had opportunity, especially with, with G-Mag and especially with Melo, obviously. Carmelo, uh, I, I had never seen anything like like him in terms of uh, playing basketball. I've never seen anybody that big that could do all those things. Um, so we had a good team. We had good personalities on the team, and everybody knew how to play their role. And I think with this team uh, this year, obviously you can see that it does know their role. Coach does a good job with that, especially by the time you get to the tournament, get to the conference tournament this time of year. Everybody's playing good, and it looks like they're believing themselves. They got, you know, Eliza, Buddy, and Joe at the guard, four positions. And I, as I mentioned, I think early on in the year, they do a really good job of not turning the ball over so much, making their free throws, and they make their threes. So um, everybody else on the team uh, is playing their role, doing everything with what they're supposed to do. But you got three good, solid guards and fours, and then around this time in the conference, and especially in a tournament, that's very important. Yeah, that coming from Josh Pace, letting everybody know, don't count Syracuse out just yet. With that being said, Josh, as always, I appreciate your time. Uh, been a little bit of time since we had talked last. I'll make sure that that doesn't happen uh, next time around. So I look forward to talking with you soon. And stay safe out there in New Mexico. And, and obviously prayers and positivity being sent your way. And I look forward to talking with you soon. I appreciate it.